0: Hola mi familia, I am Trinidad, founder of the Hispanic CMO and welcome to the Culture Not Language podcast, the show where I share my best marketing tips that focuses on the under-targeted yet highly valuable Hispanic super consumer. Are you ready? Listo? Pues vámonos! Hola familia. Welcome to the Culture, Not Language podcast. My name is Trinidad, the founder of the Hispanic CMO, and I thank you for joining me this week on our third episode, número tres. Gracias. I'm excited. I'm honored that you are still listening, still on board, because this tells me that you guys are truly interested in learning more about how to define this Hispanic audience. Um, you know, there are a couple of ways that we're going to skin this cat that'll I just wanted to thank you first and foremost. Uh, if A little bit about me, in case you guys are just joining us for the first time. You know, my, my whole mantra, my whole attitude toward this podcast is to serve you. This, You know, the, the SMB, the entrepreneurs, really, you guys are my heroes. Uh, you guys are the jack of all trades, the masters of the universe, and just really get the, do an amazing job. You know, for each and every day, you're really driving... You know, the American economy forward and really just trying to do the very best that you can with what you have. And I honor you for that. And that's why I'm doing this podcast today, so I can help you expand your vision, help you be successful, and help you get the tools and the resources that you may not know that you needed in your hands. So let's just start there. Let's talk about with every good. Marketing strategy comes really about what's the problem statement. When I talk about marketing strategy, and whatever the census, you know, forget about Hispanic, African American, general population. Forget all of that. We just want to talk about you know aligning the marketing strategy with the business objective. So let's just go on this assumption. as we go down this journey together we're going to state something that may or may not be true. I don't know. And the fact is that you're probably looking to increase sales, leads, and engagements, period, right? You're, you're looking at, you know, you know, how can I optimize what I'm doing today so that I can drive more revenue to impact the bottom line? Okay, if that's truly the objective then let me get into the two problem statements I want to present to to you. The problem statement I have first is, is your sales and marketing strategy is it or is it not delivering the results that you want? you know so when you that what well, let me rephrase it so are you happy with what you're doing today? Are you satisfied with your current results? If not, you're in the right place. Congratulations. Felicidades. Um, let's take problem statement number two. Maybe you are aware. Maybe you recognize that the Hispanic audience is an extreme and tremendous opportunity for you to 10x, literally 10x your sales leads and engagement. The problem is you're not connecting and everything that you have done so far has shown a poor ROI. Now these are two buckets that I've presented, and you may or may not, my guess is yes, fall into one of these two buckets. That's why we're here today. And, you know, your hands are up in the air. You may be scratching your head and going, yes, Trinidad, you're, you're right. One of these twos fit mostly me. Well, my 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 uh, my statement to you is: keep calm. Help us here. We're here to have this conversation today. I'm so excited to present this information, and I'm so excited to really get into the weeds in some of these uh, details and nuances because it's important. Because if we don't talk about the problem, if we don't identify the problem, then how can we ever solve the problem? You know, I go into great detail. Uh, in a masterclass that I'm currently building. You know, it's a Hispanic master class, but it truly is an A to Z guide. Um, You can learn more about it on www.thehispaniccmo.com if you're interested, if you're ready now, um, I suggest that you at least go to the website and check it out. But let's pick up where we left off last week, because the last week we were talking about you know, identifying the opportunity. We were talking about, you know, how big the Hispanic market really is. And just a quick recap in case, you know, and I understand we're all busy. The last week's episode, you know, we said five key things. The first one was Hispanics make up 20% of the U.S. population, or one in five folks are considered Hispanic or identify as Hispanic. One out of four kids are considered. Hispanic, that the median age or is 58 for the non-white Hispanic or Caucasian demographic versus the Hispanic 11, which, and again, median age means the most populous age group um, when you look across all age groups. So the biggest population of non-Hispanic males are, or male or female is 58, the most, most populous uh, population in the Hispanic demographic age is 11 and when you look at that and break that down that's about 1.7 trillion dollars in consumer uh, spend ranking number eight if they were considered us-based Hispanics were considered the country they would be ranked number eight in the world and lastly when you compare the two groups the non-hispanic whites versus the Hispanic demographic you know we have we calculated seven years of lifetime value for non-Hispanic whites measuring in about 450k um, left uh, before they retire. Whereas we see a long runway, 47 years uh, for the Hispanic population registering, registering about 3 million in consumers, uh, consumer spend. Excuse me, I lost my track there. But those are pretty powerful statements. So we asked And we walked away with, if we had to invest in a particular demographic and think about our marketing today, which group, the non-Hispanic whites or the Hispanic demographic, would you rather invest in and build relations and brands in? So we're picking up, that's where we left off last week. And to kind of pick up the ball and continue to run with that mindset, we said in closing, okay, so we now recognize that this is a, highly valuable, high potential consumer group. But how do we identify this uh, consumer group? Because like you, uh, you know, there's all sorts of ways we, we classify them. We, we hear Hispanic, we hear Latino, Latina, and then there's this new term, Latinx. And if you're like me, you're like, holy guacamole, I, I don't even know what, what that is, but is that what I'm supposed to be calling? Well, let's break it down. Because let's really define how we should approach this demographic. So yes, we already named three. Hispanic, Latino or Latina, Latinx. Now I'm going to introduce two more. Afro, Latino, and then there's other. Now Okay, so there's five major buckets here. Let's unpack each bucket. So let's start with Hispanic. So when we talk about Hispanic, we say this is the Hispanic demographic. All that it really means is that the Hispanic culture was once under the Spanish rule. And really when we talk about Hispanic, we're tying this demographic to language. Because when we think about just our general hemisphere, the south, you know, Latin America, not everybody in Latin America would be considered Hispanic. Why? Well, because it, you know, to be considered Hispanic, you must speak Spanish. And Brazil speaks Portuguese. So they would not be considered Hispanic, but everybody who speaks Spanish is considered to be Hispanic. Confusing, I know, but I didn't make up the definitions, but that's the clearest way we can present that. Now, when we talk about Latino or Latina, you know, it's uh, sometimes I relate closer to this just depending on my mood, to be honest. Um, But that's really tied to a geographic region. So all of Latin America. Not everybody speaks Spanish, though. So to be Brazilian, you would be considered Latino or Latina, although they don't speak Spanish, but they are. Their country obviously is in Latin America. Does that make sense? So Hispanic equals Spanish language. Latino or Latina is equals geographic region. Where, you know, you don't necessarily have to speak Spanish. Now, where does Latinx fit in? Latinx is a new emerging term. Especially in the times that we live in today, it can be gender neutral or non-binary. It's considered more progressive. So basically... What they, what, How the folks that come up with these terms is, okay, some folks took offense to Latino or Latina, which is the male and female, uh, masculine or feminine way to speak to a, a person. Um, but as we're moving into a more progressive state of mind, Latinx is considered non-binary, okay? So that's what Latinx at its core truly means. Now, Afro-Latino. This is a new one for me. There's lots of um, famous actors that are considered Afro Latino, but basically all it how and that the appropriate definition of an Afro Latino is they come from Latin America, but they have strong ties to the with African ancestry. So countries like Cuba, Puerto Rico, Colombia, and many more would come and fall under this umbrella. So you can recognize them. Maybe it's a darker skin. The, the hair the type of hair that they have um, because when you you know you never know who's Hispanic or Latino or Latinx or Afro Latino these days because when you look at a person they could have blonde hair and blue eyes and be and be a, a Hispanic person in Mexico this is very common at the same time in Mexico they could be very dark skin black hair brown you know brown eyes and they're also Hispanic. So we, you know, I like to think of us as the Minneton. We come in all sorts of flavors, all sorts of skin types and hair types. And at that root, it's what best people identify with themselves. I don't like to tie any one person to a particular name. So for me and for our purposes of our conversations, and as we really start to explore how we can deliver a greater engagement sales and leads with this particular demographic, I'd like to just to go with Hispanic because at its core, we're talking about Spanish speakers. We're talking about re, uh, certain regions within the U.S. that are Spanish-dominant and that, you know, it's the largest, as I said, um, Spanish is the largest... Um, demographic or language spoken in America. Um, so obviously they you know we are very rich in diversity and culture but uh, Spanish is definitely you know one of the top languages. so let's just stick just to be respectful of everybody to the Hispanic classification. Now you may ask yourself well okay, great. Thank you for the definitions because for oh, I missed one. I forgot to talk about other. So thank you for holding me accountable. Excuse me. (coughs) So for others, there's this subculture, as everybody else. Um, Tejano, Chicano, Mexican, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Colombian. These are also uh, ways that Hispanics may want to be classified as. Brazilians as well. Um, for, Latin, for the Latino culture, Latina culture out there. They, these are folks that may choose their country of origin out of, cult, you know, uh, out of pride. You know, the, we are a very passionate uh, demographic. We are very proud of where we come from. And a Chicano and a Tejano and others um, may be offensive in some regions uh, and it may not be, it may be a source of pride in certain regions. Like, for example, I'm from Texas. And I would be a proud Tejano. It's just meaning it's a sub-segment of the Mexican demographic that came from Texas, where Chicano may be more of a Southern California, but yet still of the same Mexican descent. Makes sense? And of course, there's also other uh, types, uh, subculture types, Norteño, etc. And, and, you know, that's just excluding all the other countries. Uh, You know, the Cubanos, uh, Puerto Rico, you know, uh, it just keeps going. At the end of the day, uh, we just want to be respectful to this audience. Uh, And again, going back to my original point, let's just stick to classifying them as Hispanics. So going back to my question is, how is this actionable? This is actionable by, it's going to help you really inform how you're going to go to market. So here's, here's what we just accomplished, folks, is if we recognize and, and say, we draw a line in the sentence, that we're going to start classifying the community as Hispanic. That eliminates the Portuguese language. That means I need to focus on the Spanish language. That means also that I also need to bring in all the other skin types and male, female, because of the various of forms that a Hispanic person may come in. Big, small, thin, large, athletic, dark skin, light skin, blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, all of the above, right? The point is, relevant content is just more than language. It's about tone and imagery. Saying or presenting something that's going to connect with the audience that you're trying to engage with. For me, relevancy is the core of everything that we do in marketing. Coming at you if you're a basketball fixture idol and I start talking to you about soccer, you know, my whatever, I don't care how much money I spend on you, it's lost on you because you're a basketball person. But if I start talking about basketball terms, now we're talking and we're having a conversation and we're building trust in a relationship. So that's kind of a very simplistic way of of presenting what relevancy means um, in my context. And this is helping us get closer to that relevant conversation. In addition to that, you may say, Trinidad, you know, what is, um, you know, how do I know that there are Hispanic people around me? How do I know to engage? Does this make sense for my brick and mortar or for my company that I'm trying to, Uh, Build and grow and scale. Absolutely. You know, of course, I am a data-driven marketer. Um, For those that know me best, I love to get in the weeds and really look at the data and be really finite and exact on who I am targeting. But the qualitative data is free. Qualitative data is simply looking around. If you see a lot of, if you live in some areas where there may be a lot of Mexican grocers around you, and you may say, yeah, you know, are they calling themselves on the street sign? Because I know I have this in Texas, there's a lot of supermercados. In other places, they may go, yeah, the same storefront, but they may call it a bodega. Either way, there are Hispanic persons in that demographic, in that range that you may be targeting. That may be an avenue. The folks that you, where you most frequent to go do your daily shopping, take a look around. Um, one of the things I want to do, and I may post an ad on this uh, soon, is um, we have some very high-end malls here in Dallas, and you know the Galleria is called one of them. And I was amazed. I would go on any week night, honestly, in the middle of the, you know, like not in the middle of the night, but like maybe six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, sometimes I did work late, and I was just floored by how many Hispanic families um, were just in there, just enjoying the time in the food court, doing some window shopping, doing some actual shopping. Just, I mean, it was just beyond, just, just it, it was right in your face. Because again, the reason why we're talking, and as I, going back to the original statement, Sometimes the solution to growing your business 10x is hidden in plain sight, and it just solidifies my conversation. In that, as marketers, we don't do enough targeting this undervalued yet very powerful Hispanic consumer segment. Does that make sense? I hope so. Because you know, when I try to think of it in that context, you know, you could spend Tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, heck, even just doing some free, spending some time and, you know, looking at the demographics around your uh, geolocation, you know, 10-mile radius, and that's probably good enough. You know, but sometimes it's just as simple as just taking a look around the storefronts, the folks that are interacting that that may be coming in your store or not, Um, folks that may be browsing online. Be surprised how much, you know, by opening your eyes and expanding your vision— that you actually gain. Again, all of this is to say that this is driven towards increasing engagement, sales, and leads, so that we can truly grow your business. Now, if you're still a little confused or you still need more clarification, we'll talk about this again. This isn't the only time that we'll talk about this topic because I think it's very important. Um, you know, down down the wind, but. If you're needing help now, I would encourage you to go to you know, my website at www.thehispaniccmo.com and really check out that Hispanic Masterclass. Again, it's just truly an A to Z guide. Uh, we're going to get into the weeds in the courses there that will really give you that wow factor. The images, the conversations that we'll have, and the interaction should be enough for... To satisfy and really help you rethink, elevate the conversation of your current marketing strategy. Well, if you haven't already um, subscribed, I hope you do. Um, But be sure to tune into next week because, you know, after we just identified this audience, you're probably thinking, okay, we've talked about Hispanics. They speak Spanish. So my next step is Spanish only. Right? ¿Verdad? No, hombre. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about why this is one of my biggest pitfalls that I uh, absolutely caution against. So I hope you tune in. I hope you download or subscribe. Feel free to like or share this podcast. And most importantly, I hope that this is of value to you. Um, also check out my you know, social account at Facebook or Instagram at thehispaniccmo.com. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know that you like this. Um, feel free to interact, engage with me, drop some content or even a question. Be happy to engage with you, maybe help you out with a quick uh, problem or constraint. And at the end of the day, I just appreciate you once again. My name is Trinidad at the Hispanic CMO. And hasta mañana. Thank you and gracias for listening to the Culture Not Language podcast with your host, Trinidad make sure to visit our website at thehispaniccmo.com and join our email list for the most up-to-date information on the latest trends in Hispanic marketing or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at thehispaniccmo. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope you do, uh, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single show. Until next week, hasta mañana, familia.